0: I I could not agree with you more. It's really, it is about persuading an audience, and that could be the decision maker on your next job, and giving them the confidence that you're the person to do the job. And I have been in the room a couple of times watching CEO candidates make that final pitch with a presentation to a board, um, to a group of stakeholders that they might be um, responsible for it, should they get the job. And I have seen how particularly the executive presence either amplifies the confidence or it detracts and starts to give that little gut check of, ah oh, we're not sure if that person's right. So storytelling Absolutely. plays into that because it's showing up with all of these elements.
1: The idea of job security is outdated as a landline. If you haven't been in a search for a while, it's probable you will at some point, by choice or not. Most executives admit to staying way too long or sense what's coming and justify staying anyway. Here, there's another reason. The faulty belief that navigating to what's next will inevitably be worse and has to suck. Screw that. Lauren Greif has spent a lifetime in corporate and executive search, calling bullshit on stale career advice that most still use. This is Career Blast in a Half, the career podcast for executives ready to cut past outdated career advice to fuel your outcomes now. So let's go.
2: Yay, welcome back. Welcome back to part two of Career Transitions and What You Need to Know with our guest, Gina Riley. In this episode, we're picking up from part one And we're diving into the whole cluster around remote return to office and where you can leverage opportunities on either end along with upskilling and continuous learning and of course my absolute favorite storytelling and why this is your machete in your job search and your career transitions along with key resources so make sure you listen to the whole episode you don't want to miss the good stuff um and we'll see you and please you know what to do write a linkedin write a uh, apple podcast oops write an apple podcast review if you've loved this episode thank you so much and uh happy listening yeah grace i love that that's one of my favorite words ever and to be able to have grace towards yourself right because um there's a, there's a lot going on one of the one of the things that i know is also, brewing, bubbling, is the never-ending quagmire around remote, hybrid, in-office, <laughs> and I've been doing a lot of reading. I'm sure you have too. That opportunities that are not on-site are 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 getting less and less and less and less, and so now again another kind of moral dilemma right which is maybe you have been working on in a remote or hybrid environment and by the way they've changed their policy or you're about to set your value as by the way i'm not going to go on site but only to find out that the market is changing and those opportunities are less and less and less. What are your thoughts about career transition and how to talk about remote hybrid, whatever that location is, because that's a big one.
0: It is a big one. Uh, I think at the, the senior most levels, there's still going to be a strong demand to have those people be present somewhere n- near a site. Um, I think that's what we're going to see for a while. And we have so many companies that still are heavily invested in office space. And so when you look at that financial side of the coin, that is where you see a lot of that. It's not just about culture and people coming together. Sure. There's also a financial driver. In fact, I have somebody in the financial services industry that I work with, and they they said that JP Morgan is building we'll be building one of the most magnificent towers the world has ever seen um and have and they're going to be building that over the next couple of years. What does that tell us? That's a lot of a lot of money going into office space. So how how do you handle it? I think that if that is hard and fast for you, then you have to look at what the trade-offs are going to be and you need to let that be a part of guiding your decisions if the role and the financial upside is the top priority, you may have to move and if in your town because you're raising your kids or whatever your situation is, you love where you live, then you you may need to look at other options where you can have that flexibility
2: yeah, heads up it's it's gonna be a different it different paradigm, right? It's a, it's, it's always, always, always changing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And speaking of changing, but I also want to ask you, and this is something that I really wrestle with because unless a company is giving you some kind of a stipend to upskill to be able to have continuous learning. I don't know about you, but my experience is a lot of executives, they don't invest in themselves.
0: Oh no, they don't. Yeah. And the ones that do really stand out in interview processes because they bring that knowledge with them. It's it's clear and apparent and it makes them look forward thinking. It makes them look as if they're in the know. It also helps them stitch together systemically what's happening in that environment.
2: It it makes a huge difference. So let's just say like, here we are, like we're role-playing right now. Now you've got your end of year bonus or you don't, maybe you, maybe you have a severance package,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you know, you're, you're betting woman, right? Or you're, you're, you know, somebody's coming to you and they're like, Gina, Gina, I promise you, whatever you tell me to do, I, I'm going to invest my, invest this, uh, this wad of, you know, wad of funds and I'm going to apply it the way you suggest that I should. Hmm. What, what would you tell them to do with that chunk? How much, maybe a percentage, what should they do so that they are not on the back foot hmm. when they get into the new year?
0: Yeah. I want to start with what I would say not to do. I wouldn't race off and spend a decent amount of money, thousands of dollars on a certification if that's not required of you and if it's um and if it's something that won't do much for the door opening process. So that I have that happen with HR people a lot. Oh, if I go get this HR certification, it's gonna open up doors. Well, there's lots of people with that certification. What's your differentiator? Maybe the certification will help and it may stop you from having some opportunities, but that's the one that comes to my mind. To answer your question though, if I was advising someone, again, I go back to that advisory board. You need to be asking people doing the jobs that you want to do What it is that will stop your consideration of in being a candidate. You need to address the elephant in the room. So I don't have the answer. I don't have a one-size-fits-all. If this is a chief financial officer, it might be one thing. And if it's a VP of HR or C H R O it might be something else, but what I can say is, oftentimes when we have these functional areas of expertise, unless we're a, a very experienced chief operating officer, we don't have the deeper expertise in the other functional areas. So it could be, it could be investing in some kind of a, um, a way where you can get gain exposure, rotations. You know, if you're in a company and you haven't been let go or looking for opportunities where you can grow your expertise in the other
2: functional areas so that you're actually adding to the
0: Swiss army knife that you are developing. Mm.
2: Yeah. I'm going to answer my own question. I feel like I just invited myself over to my own dinner party. (laughs) So please, for the love of all things, holy invest it in something like storytelling or communications, Mm -hmm. something where you are building your entire presence, influence, persuasion, leadership. Mm -hmm. Use that as a way to differentiate yourself, which might sound a little squishy until You start talking to people over at Google and start realizing that a CEO or like people who have been, you know, amazing orators, hint, hint, they're also incredible storytellers. So those people yield a lot of of power. And I don't mean like bad power. I just Mm -hmm. mean that they are able to cultivate the kinds of culture that you're probably looking for. So You know, go play Simon says, you know, if you want to be like so-and-so, go do what they do.
0: I, I could not agree with you more. It's really it is about persuading an audience, and that could be the decision maker on your next job, and giving them the confidence that you're the person to do the job. And I have been in the room a couple of times watching CEO candidates make that final pitch with a presentation to a board. Um, to a group of stakeholders that they might be um, responsible for, should they get the job. And I have seen how particularly the executive presence either amplifies the confidence or it detracts and starts to give that little gut check of, ah, we're not sure if that person's right. So storytelling plays into that because it's showing up with all of these
2: elements it, it really, it really is. It's, it's like, you were talking about the Swiss army knife. This is like the machete, right? <laughs> like, it's like, Ooh, let's just like bring it out. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like the, the star Wars, like lightsaber. I, I like, I like, love it. I think it's the coolest thing. In fact, we're this whole month of at portfolio rocket is it's our storytelling clinic and we're, we're just like, going through it all. This is amazing um, to see the the hidden gems that live underneath that become such powerful through lines. Yeah, I love oh it. Oh my goodness. Gina, I could like talk to you all day. Like just come over, just like hop on, hop on the bus, Gus, like, like literally come on over because I know you're in Portland and I'm over here in Asheville, but it's too much fun to talk to somebody who um, is both so spirited and like-minded. I want to take a little departure because I don't want to be all shop. Right. And, and I, and I definitely feel like we're, we're like pulling it out of you. And so I'm going to ask you this, these like three quote unquote signature questions. I always feel like, like I'm at like some kind of Academy Award, like the signature questions, but they're not really like that. What I'm asking is you're going into the new year. Of course you're, you know, uh, outside of Netflix and you know all the whatever that stuff is that's so gross that I can't even what's that stuff that's like egg cream or whatever that is that people drink Ugh, I don't know that holiday eggnog what what should we be listening to reading how should we be thinking about that Do you have a go to book or or, or a source that we should be leaning into like Forbes. Oops
0: go-to book um well first of all i love podcasts i'm constantly informing myself like i i love your podcasts and when you have on guests that really are exciting for me to listen to i it helps me go deeper as a coach so that's for me but if you're in the world of finance or if you're in some other functional area of expertise you would be looking for those top top ways to inform myself in an easy way, because you can go get exercise and listen to a podcast. So there, I would be doing research, I would be just informing myself and saving and stitching together some ideas, because that actually can inform thought leadership too. Um, as far as books go, my current one that I am loving is this book called Friend of a Friend by David Burkus, And the the underpinning in it is we can get the most traction in our in our in our lives but i'm threading it to career transitions by awakening dormant ties people that we haven't talked to for a long time it may be someone you went to high school with college it could be your first couple jobs but there is social science that that says that because we haven't talked to them for a long time that they have built up professional lives that we're not a part of. We're in our echo chamber with our few safe people we're gonna make, con- you know, contact with. Hey, I'm going through a crew transition. But you start reaching out to people and awakening those dormant ties, you actually could uh, get traction.
2: Oh, it's it literally is like an explosion. And People are always like, is that creepy that I reach out to this person after 10 years? And I'm thinking to myself, right. creepy. Why would it be creepy? Like, aren't you like excited to talk to somebody that you went to grade school with? And like, true story, my childhood best friend, literally, my childhood best friend, we found out that we both live in Asheville. Now, this is not a big place. And we hadn't no. seen each other in more than more than like 40 something years. And we like hang out, and we just like crack each other up. We're like, "Oh my God, do you remember when we were watching Sesame Street?" Totally. So those dormant ties those dormant ties are a real deal and and they're rich because they're rooted in in some cool history. what is also what is what is a post it that would be very relevant and 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 hopefully you know, a, a, a meaningful reminder that people should put anywhere near them on their computer that says like, I don't want to be cheesy, like you go girl. Oh, what does yours say? What does it say? This says, who else who should... should I talk to? And why is that yours? I love that you have
0: that right there. Why? I hold it up to all of my clients because when you're networking and you have these great conversations. What typically happens? Okay, that was nice. And I go back to my office. I don't reach back out. I don't, I may thank them, but I don't circle back, et cetera. But when you're in that moment and you've got someone who's really trying to help you and you sit and and connections are happening, huh? Based on this one topic, do you have someone else that you recommend that I talk to? And are you willing to make a warm introduction? If every single networking call or conversation um cracks open another conversation now we're cooking
2: yeah force multiply let's do it
0: right yeah so i have it on a post-it literally on my mule on my Pascal mule i'm literally
2: i'm almost like holding my breath now because the last question is what your walk-up song is
0: (laughs) well i know that you ask this and it's one of my yeah did deborah tell you Oh, it's one of my obsessions. Well, I listened to your podcast, so I know. Um, I have right. such a hard because I love music and I love inspiration. And so I, I, we have this conversation in my family all the time. I, I have a couple. Um, for a long time, it's been Unstoppable by Sia because I love the lyrics of, you know, I'm, I'm unstoppable. I'm a Porsche with no brakes. I'm invincible. I win yes. every single game. Um, but to fire myself up. I love supermassive black hole by muse. Um, the first, because when you walk up, you only get a few seconds and that right. the beginning of that song, it's just like, F yeah. I mean, like I, I, I want to do like matrix um, kicking and stuff. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, but lately um, I, I love throwback music too. And um, I had to go like, look up who sings it. It's Sam and Dave, but I also like, I'm coming. Hold on. I'm coming. Because the beginning is also instrumental. And then I can just imagine an audience, like, you know, hold on. Yeah. (laughs) Sing it,
2: Gina. (laughs) (laughs) Has
0: anyone sang it for you before?
2: (laughs) Oh, God, no. But but it's always a first, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Good on you.
2: Good on you. Listen, I, like I said, We'll be doing this sometime again soon. I want to thank you for your tremendous contributions on LinkedIn and also congratulations on being recognized in Portland as one of the top coaches and as a contributor on Forbes. So no, no small shakes here. And um, just for you, you being you, you're wonderful and you have helped so many people and this holiday season, go help somebody else. Please lend a hand, make someone smile, bring them a fruitcake. I don't care what it is, do something. Because when you do things like giving, it just makes your heart get so much bigger. And we need more of that. And not just now, always. If you feel like giving to us, you know how you can return this favor in a heartbeat. Just write us a link, a review on Apple Podcasts. We would so appreciate it. We are growing this baby. I think we have like 103 ratings and like 70 something written ratings. And we are on our way because we are literally stopping for nothing. So until next time, thank you again, Gina, and uh, have a great rest of your night, everyone.
1: Thank you for joining today. We appreciate your listening ears. Big time. We ask this. Use these tools. Not tomorrow. Right now. And share them by spreading the love. Leaving us a rating and subscribe so you don't miss the next Career Blast in a Half. Most of all, thank you for you.